Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Sunday, March 28th, 2021. Coming at you live from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. Another fantastic show coming up for you tonight, folks. Mr. Tony Stabile, former co-host of Hockey Night New York, will be joining us. We're going to find out how it feels to be Tony Stabile. Plenty to talk about. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is this guy right here, Christian Arnold. Christian how are you? Well, Sean, thank you for asking. Uh-huh. I'm quite wonderful, buddy. That's great to hear. How are you? I'm doing well. That's great to hear. <laughs> Dude, I, I love it, man. You got the energy, the pep. Good well, stuff. Well, you always give me crap for saying I the got same to. thing over. I was job. like, I got to change it up. So this And week, you did. I did. Job well done. Thank Round you. of applause, everybody. All right. So big stuff coming up. I'd be doing a little better if the Isles didn't get clobbered. By the Pens last night, but that seems to be Part something the they're course. they're good at this yeah. season. So you know we'll we'll I guess we'll let them get away with it because that's just what happens, and 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 we'll hope that we'll get a different result tomorrow. I, I mean, I think the Islanders hope they get a different result and <laughs> yeah. give you a different effort because certainly that was a game to forget. Yeah, no, it was. It it started off poorly and it ended poorly as well. Absolutely, maybe maybe a little bit in the middle. You were like, ah, maybe no. <laughs> No. A glimmer of hope. Yeah, yeah. There's a glimmer of hope. Right. Maybe at the end, I was, I was going to say, because they started to put a couple goals up at the end too of the game. Too little, too late, it was, man. It was too little, too late. Yeah. Really didn't mean too much at that point. Yeah, it was a little ugly. Uh, you know, you look at what happened in the first period. They only gave up three shots, but two of them ended up in the net. So that's a problem. And and you know what? Credit to Pittsburgh, uh, particularly on the second goal. Their forecheck was, was, was all over the Islanders, and they caused a lot of trouble down there. And that ended up uh, basically with the puck on their stick, goal, and Sorokin. It was a rough night for everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Pretty much everybody involved. But and you know where it's not a rough night for anybody? Where? Our wonderful sponsors, Blue Line Deli and Thai Technology. That's absolutely right. And we want to thank them for being our wonderful sponsors. So, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Head on over for great food, great people, and great service. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. And we're also happily sponsored by Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company pr- providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal services of companies like Spectrum, Optimum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three free months of service. And that sounds fantastic to me. Right? Yeah. Can't right? beat that. So with that said, we can go back to what we were talking about here last night's game. And yeah, like you said, rough night for everybody. And Sorokin has his first yanking experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even get that in that first game against the yeah. Rangers. That was yeah. by far one of the uglier performances he's had was last night. I mean, obviously you had the game against the New York Rangers at the season opener, which was forgivable considering the circumstances but this game was on everybody i think barry trot said it best last night when he was talking about you know there was no one that was really playing well he maybe had five or six guys that he really liked that were going but other than that you know everyone just had a bad night and the pittsburgh penguins especially for the new york islanders the pittsburgh penguins are not the team you're allowed to have a bad night against because that team has always had the islanders number this past season or so and uh 
there is just no rhyme or reason to it, I guess you could say. There's not. There's and, really not. When we were talking about it before the show, it's almost like the Islanders kind of dominance over the Boston Bruins this year. There's no same thing there. The, you could pinpoint certain things. They, they're both physical teams They you know, they both go hard. Um, you know, they both are very defensive minded in certain areas. So it's going to be a game that is going to be tight, going to be close. And then obviously the Islanders kind of break out in that third period. Well, when you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Islanders, yes, I guess they kind of do play a similar style of hockey as well, but sure. I don't necessarily know if it's as comparable as it is when you look at the Bruins and the Islanders. So there, there goes the reason out the window, but the Penguins have always had the Islanders number. Sidney so, Crosby is, I mean, the guy has made a career of scoring goals against the Islanders. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's for sure. But, yeah, it's true. There really isn't a rhyme or reason to it. It's just how these games fall sometimes. And you can look at the, the, the earlier games against the Penguins. I mean, I still lament those those couple of games early on in the season where the Islanders had the lead late in the third period and you know there was a one game where Pittsburgh scored mm-hmm. late and they end up winning in overtime right. and then there was another one where I think the Islanders had a lead in that game and they came back and won again in overtime and that's just how it goes and, and those are a couple of games the Islanders probably should have won so it's like you know did did Pittsburgh magically figure out the Islanders and just grab those wins no I mean this is just how games go sometimes and, this, and again same thing with Boston it's great that the Islanders have beaten them five times but it doesn't mean the next five games the same thing's going to happen you know, I mean, Boston's a good enough team where that's not the uh, the result you should be expecting. It just so happens that they won five in a row, which is great, and it's kept the Bruins at bay. You know, we, we went into this season thinking that they were going to be the cream of the crop. We did. Of the Mass Mutual East Division. <laughs> but they're, you know, and, and a big part of the reason why they're not is because that's 10 points right now that they did not get against the Islanders. They didn't split those yeah. games, nothing. They've gotten one out of a possible 10 points against the Islanders, and that's huge. And that's especially with Washington creeping up. They beat the New York Rangers. I believe they took possession of first place in the East Division now um, over the Islanders with, with, with the way everything is set up. So those points certainly come up huge, especially down the stretch. And this, you know, these games getting moved back now. We saw, the, obviously, earlier today that the NHL rescheduled that March 23rd game with the Boston Bruins. So now that game will be played May 10th, which is okay. past the when the NHL pinpointed this, the end of the season. So those all of these games being rescheduled are, are being pushed into when the playoffs are supposed to start. But those games now mean much more, and, and those those games that the Islanders have during the, down the stretch are going to mean much more too as they don't pick up these points here, here earlier in the season, especially against teams like Pittsburgh who are going to be in it as always. Uh, you look at Boston, who's there. You look at Washington, who's there. So those teams are always creeping up on them, and it's going to be interesting. And Philadelphia, too. The Islanders. Well, are- I was just going to say, what is going on in Philly? What's happening over there? <laughs> That's a. I mean, it's a very interesting situation. They lose twice to the Rangers by a touchdown, and uh, they finally get a win the other day over them. But certainly right. a very interesting situation. Then obviously they're. Uh, let's talk about another team that has been kind of beholden to some weird voodoo magic that the Islanders have on them because they're another team that just can't hold a lead against the Islanders in the in the third period. And not only have we seen it this year, we've seen it in years past where you can almost guarantee that Philadelphia is even if they have a lead, playoffs. they're going to they're going to play playoffs, they're going to blow yeah. it to the Islanders. So, it is a <laughs> right. very a very interesting dynamic that these teams have against each other. And I think we're also not talking about kind of the other elephant in the room and that is these teams see each other so much now 
that they kind of have their number at this point. You know, you know yes. what you're going to get when, it when Pittsburgh rolls. And so when the Islanders come into town, Pittsburgh is Spitzerick saw them six times in February. Yeah. They have a pretty good handle of what the Islanders are going to do. Yeah. The Islanders have seen Boston now five times. They have a pretty good idea of what they're going to do. There's no mystery to these teams anymore. Maybe when there's an injury or two, it kind of changes up little things here or there, maybe yeah. for the better, maybe for the worse. In the Islanders' case, it's kind of a mixed bag. So mm-hmm. I think that's the other big issue that nobody's really talking about in these circumstances as well. Yeah, and speaking of injuries and or players being out, Noah Dobson still out of the lineup, confirmed COVID case. I think by the by by the third game that he missed, I think everyone kind of figured that it was a confirmed COVID case at this point because sure. he missed a lot of time. If it, if it was an injury, they would have said it, it was an injury, and he wouldn't have been on the COVID protocol list. That was a lot of time to spend there, so it makes a lot of sense that that was the case. The interesting thing now will be see to be to see how quickly he can ramp back up into game shape and how quickly he's back into the lineup because we've seen it with other players where you we've had this conversation or fans have had this conversation where. There seems to be a, a diminished, um, I'm not sure what the word is, but there seems to be an impact that, that, the, that the virus has on certain players that have had it, yeah, have missed time, sense. and are getting back in the line, but their game just hasn't looked the same. So, I mean, Buffalo is a great example. Buffalo was actually playing pretty well before they had the COVID outbreak, and then obviously everything hit the fan. and, and that, <laughs> Literally everything. And that organization <laughs> has gone down faster than the titanic after hitting that iceberg yeah. so it, it's certainly There's bad news up there it, it really is but i think the point i was getting at there is that it's interesting to see how the virus impacts certain people will that have any effect on noah dobson's game obviously he's become a crucial part of the islanders blue line he's playing mm-hmm. phenomenally for phenomenally for the most part with the islanders in the, to start the year so what kind of impact does the virus have on his game, and what kind of impact does the layoff have on his game? How quickly will he be able to get back to where he was? Yeah, and I guess a, a small bit of good news, you know, revolving around that is the fact that he didn't really have symptoms, maybe mild symptoms at worst. So at least his recovery isn't going to be terrible in the sense that right. you know he was bedridden, he was he was right. feeling awful and stuff like that. So at least it's it's had a minimal impact on him, you know, feeling wise, health wise, and whatnot, status wise. So hopefully. You know, with regard to what you just said, he can hit the ice running a little bit uh, when he finally does get back, and I guess replace Thomas Hickey, who's still been in the lineup. What do you make of him still still playing back there on D? I mean, that's been a great story. It's it's a it's a fantastic fantastic thing to see the way Hickey's come into the lineup and succeeded, and um, you know, kind of been a catalyst for some for some very fun moments. I think I was having this conversation with someone on Twitter the the other earlier this week. I want to say maybe last week is. You know, it, it shouldn't be a too much of a surprise. I get no one's seen Thomas Hickey play in two years, but it shouldn't be too much of a surprise of what Thomas Hickey brings to the to the blue line. Considering, yeah, we, he was a mainstay in the on the roster for a long time. He only lost his roster spot really because he got injured, and then the Islanders' defensive talent, the prospects that they had, were stepping up in a big, big way. And Thomas Hickey's role, really, in reality, when he came in, in two thousand thirteen. Was probably more of a sixth, you know, seventh defenseman, role player defenseman, not necessarily the role that he ended up taking on. And he kind of became this kind of folk hero with certain big goal moments that he's had during the playoffs and during the regular season, being moved around to the wing at a couple points during his Islanders career. So I wasn't surprised that Hickey came out and succeeded. And it was a great thing to see. I know we talked about it before. And it's just a great story because Thomas Hickey is such, I mean, what he's gone through to get back to where he is in the NHL and what he's gone through off the ice with, with the, his brother passing away because of cancer and, um, you know, just the character guy that he has been in, been with the organization his entire 
career here. Right. I, you know, it's just a great story to watch. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, look, he's plugged in pretty nicely. Obviously, you know, uh, taking care of those minutes while Dobson's out. But you need Dobson back in. So the sooner he can get healthy, the sooner he can come back, the better this team is going to be, the more complete this team is going to be. And hopefully when they play teams like Pittsburgh and Washington, which have obviously been the biggest thorns in their their side this season, they can kind of finally take some more points from those teams. Because that's what they, if they want to win this division, they want to stay on top, get home ice advantage this season in the playoffs, they got to start beating those teams. Because Pittsburgh is, is there now. They caught up. Yeah, they're right there. So you, you kind of have almost a three team race now for the first, for the top three spots, and there's still plenty of time for another team to get in there. So they got to start taking some points. From I mean, teams. it's it's uh, the great examples where the Islanders were earlier in the year and where they are now. I mean, it it is as we've talked about so many times before. At the drop of a hat, the standings can change, and every everyone can get shuffled around. Mm-hmm. And things can move around very, very quickly. Every so, game's a four-point game. It really is. And I, it, it, there's no better example than this weekend with what, what, what happened with the Islanders between the Pittsburgh Penguins winning on Saturday night, between Washington winning today. They now have a two-point lead over the Islanders. Pittsburgh is two points back of the Islanders now after that. So all these games become extremely crucial, not to mention Boston's not that far behind the Islanders either. So you the, you know you play a couple bad games, and, and things change very, very quickly. There's no wiggle room here at this point, especially as we get closer. We're in almost in April now, which means there's about a little over a month left in the season after that, once you hit April. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're starting to hit crunch time here. And with that, buddy, we got to take a break for Tony Stabile. So, folks, I want to thank you all for tuning in to Hockey Night in New York at twitch.tv slash hockey night. And why? We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another country, you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account. So Islander fans, if your business is looking for a change from companies like Spectrum, Verizon, or Optimum, Thai Technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages. Just call 516-856-7800. That's 516-856-7800. Or visit them on the web at thaitechnology.com. That's Thai, T-I-E, technology.com. Thai Technology, the right choice for your internet phone service. The only thing better than a Great Long Island Deli is a Great Long Island Deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss Bagels along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying, yes, yes, yes.
Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You are watching Hockey Night in New York on twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY. It's time for On the Line, brought to you by Thai Technology. And it's also time for another edition of How Does It Feel to be Tony Stabile. Tony Stabile, welcome back to the program, buddy. How you been? Gentlemen, how are you? <laughs> well, how's <laughs> yourself, man? What's going on? Oh, well, you know, it's just, you know, life in 2021. What can I tell you? All right, yeah, that's one way to put it. Still a lot of wacky stuff going on, but uh, we're here, and we're going to talk Islanders. Great to have you back on the show, pal. Uh, and great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, and before you came on, we were just talking about the Islanders' rough loss to the Pens last night, the fact that they you know, they kind of need Dobson back here, and they got to start taking some points from teams like the Pens and the Caps, so what do you have to say about that? Oh, you didn't say it. Oh my God! You didn't say it. No, you've been you've been for two weeks now. You've been talking about this, you know, and now all of a sudden you're going to pass it up. Uh, Let me let me start that over. So so Tony, before you came on, we were talking about the (laughs) the Islanders losing to the Caps and the Pens, and with that, with all that in mind, how does it feel to be Tony Stabile? Well, thank you for asking, Sean. Finally remembered at the uh, the prompting of Christian, so uh, which I, I I hear happens quite often nowadays. But listen, hey, you know, Ooh. again, Ooh. we both know who who's the real star of the mm. show. Tony mm. keeps things in. Order well, we show. finally brought him back, so here he is, Tony. Stabile. Well, thank you, and and you know, and it is wonderful to be back. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, look, this team has been playing outstanding since the beginning of February. You know, I mean, what is it like a it's like a sixteen four and something run that they're on. And, you know, the, but you've been seeing a little bit since Lee went down. You've had a couple of these games where they've been winning games where they were not they weren't playing their best hockey. And, you know, the Islanders will, will have these games where you have there is such a system driven team that one one game, you know, where everything breaks down and you're going to have a period where they look completely lost. And you had that and you had it for two periods, really, for the first and second against Pittsburgh. So, you know, they had they had played Pittsburgh uh, the last time Sorokin had played them. He had shut them out. So I can't really blame him, um, you know, for what what went on here the other night. It just, you know, they look they, they were going to have a game like this at some point or another. So now it's just, you know, the fact that they got it to five to three, you know, late in the game is, you know, is is fairly impressive. So they just got to pick up the pieces and get forward. But, you know, you as you said, man, they have to they got to get these points against Washington and Pittsburgh because every loss just puts more, you know, more uh, space between Washington and, uh, and and them from being in first in the in the conference. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I guess one thing you have to consider you know, when they're playing teams like the, this is is with the absence of Anders Lee. We're seeing more games of him being out. They, they've had a couple games where they've been able to pot some points and get some wins, which is encouraging because we know he's not coming back anytime soon. But right. is this something that's going to weigh on this team? Obviously, there's there's a huge issue among the fan base with who's kind of taking his place in the first line right now. Shit. And that's obviously going to tie into the deadline, too, which, of course, you'll be talking about us with us as well. Mm-hmm. But what do you say for the play of this team overall in these last uh, this last collection of games without Anders Lee? Uh, they're def. I mean, look, the first line is definitely not is is lost. You know, I mean, Barzell is is really you know kind of come to a screeching halt, and it's hard, man. I mean, you know, when yeah, that that line was clicking. You know, the the way Lee had played this year, and you know, I, I forget who sent it out the other day, but it, it uh, somebody tweeted it out, but it was a perfect. It was really just it was the perfect way to explain it is that you have a net presence in Lee, and that and because you have to now he's got you know he's 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 scoring goals and he's putting the puck in the net so now you have to pay attention to him and that draws people off of Barzell and that's important 
So I think that the fact that he's out of the lineup now, and now, I mean, look, if you had put, I understand not wanting to put um, uh, Wallstrom or Bellows there. It's a tremendous amount of pressure, and there, right now, that third line is going with with Pajot and 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 Wallstrom. So you don't want to weaken one line to strengthen another line. So they're going to need to find a more permanent solution. Obviously, Leo Komarov is not going to last in that spot. He was never he was never supposed to be there longer than a few games anyway. I don't think, but he's still playing there and. It's it's been it's been a problem, and you could see it because you're not getting any where we were getting production from all four lines, and now it's really come to a screeching halt, and they're going to have to you know figure this out, and I think that's going to lead into the deadline and what Lou has been trying to do over the over course of the last right. week or two. Well, that's a perfect segue to my question, Tony, and deadline quickly approaching for the New York Islanders. Obviously, uh, Lou Lamoureux has said that they are looking for a scoring winger to help kind of fill the void that Anders Lee leaves now that he's out with an injury. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when you look at free agents on the, on the, not free agents, but trade targets on the market, Taylor Hall is the first name that comes to mind. He's the biggest, the biggest prize. But when it comes to the Islanders, I think Sean and I have both kind of agreed that he is not someone that fits what the Islanders culture is, let alone that role that they need him to play on that top line. Tony, where do you fall on the call for Hall to come to Long Island? Nice. This is what I do. It's 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 a tough question, and I'll and I'll tell you why. It, it's not it's not just the fact of you know it, it's 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 not a perfect fit. Not stre- not by any stretch of the imagination. It's not you know he's not a fit for the scheme. He's not a fit for the style of play. But Lou, not only is Lou going to bring in reinforcements because Lee is down, but Lou, Lou is going to reward these guys for the way that they have played essentially for the last 12 months, you know, when it goes to where they played in the bubble, the way that they played essentially this whole season, you know, I mean, they, you know, they had a, a, you know, a little bit of a, you know, a rocky start, I guess, if you want to say they were about 500 and then they kind of went off. And, but I mean, they really have played a, you know, a consistent night in and night out, you know, extraordinary hockey. And, the thing about it is, is that Taylor Hall, though as flawed uh, a player as he may be at this point, because he's definitely a player who's not the the MVP that he was a couple of years ago with New Jersey, and it, it really wasn't that long ago if you think about it. Right. it you know, it, it really was just a few years ago that he was just a dominant uh, player with them. You know, but the thing about it is with Hall is that he is the greatest reward player that's on the market. I mean, he is. When he is on his game, he is a definite difference maker. So is this the kind of thing where, you know, Lou looks to get a guy? And look, he's not going to cost very much because he's having a horrible season. He's an unrestricted free agent. So I don't even think he I, – I doubt he even fetches a first-round pick at this point. He's just he's just not worth it. I mean, and if, if maybe if they eat half of his salary, possibly they could get, you know, maybe a first rounder or, you know, maybe a first rounder this year or next year or whatever the case may be. But I, I don't even I'm not even sure you can get that. The guy's got two goals on the whole season. He's a minus 20 something. You know, he's really like he's just in a lost place right now. So whatever you're getting, you don't know. Like if you in a year in years past, you would say, you know what you're getting from Taylor Hall. You don't know the player you're going to get at this point. You know, not it, he wasn't phenomenal in Arizona last year after after he was traded, and he's been r- really bad this year. But I mean, <laughs> Buffalo was just completely lost. So I mean, you can take you could you know take that as it, you know take that as it may. But I, I mean, look, if if Lou is looking to reward his players, you know, if he wants to get 
if he's going to make multiple acquisitions and get, uh, you know, try to get maybe a lower type of scoring wing, like a, maybe look for like a Maria, uh, um, um, Matthias Janmark or uh, Mikhail Granlin or someone like that, and then wants to, to reward his team by saying, hey, I went and got the most offensively gifted guy out there. You know, let's see what you guys can do with it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no question that that's definitely something he could do. Uh, I think that if he only has one move to make, Hall is not it. I don't I don't see that. But I th- I think that the, he'll definitely be in it only because of the price, because he is the guy who can definitely be a, a, a absolute game changer. And I don't think will cost you probably as much as even Kyle Palmieri would cost you at this point. I think it's interesting, Tony. Uh, I, I saw one that. Buffalo is asking for an arm and leg off the bat to get Taylor Hall. But it almost, I saw someone kind of compare it to the Thomas Vanek situation a couple of years ago with Garth Snow and the Islanders, where they were expecting an arm and a leg and all they got was a pinky toe. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, Buffalo could ask for whatever they want. They're not getting anything near that. Okay. They can ask for an arm and a leg. They, they, right now, they're going to get like a, you know, like a, like a, Side bag of chips at this point for what, what the way Hall <laughs> Side played. bag of chips. It's I'm telling. I mean, look, you've seen him. You've seen what you know. You've seen Buffalo. We've yes. seen them a lot this year. Okay, they, it's they are they are an AHL hockey team the way that they played this year. Okay, I'm sorry, they are. You don't and have with, to apologize I'm, to us. We agree. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's well, fine. I'm, I'm, uh, our, buff- our Buffalo listeners might be upset, though. <laughs> well, I don't want look. If, if you have a Buffalo listener that's going to tell you that that's something different, well, look. When the Islanders suck, I'd be the first one to tell you that they were a. They were that's an true. That's they true. They were an ECHL hockey team for quite a long time. So let's not. Also you know, true. I'm not trying to pull punches here. Okay, but you know, let's be. Let's call a spade a spade. I mean, honestly, this team has been terrible, and it is a team that needs. They they have so many questions hanging over them. You know, the whole thing going on with Eichel. You know, they had questions. About about ownership they've had questions about you know look everyone everyone killed ryan o'reilly a couple of years ago remember that remember yeah, at the end sure, of the yeah. season, o'reilly was like listen i'd rather just get out of here like you know this is i this is taking a toll on me everyone was like what well, look at this guy right it wasn't ryan o'reilly that was the problem because they're still Clearly. having the same problems and it's like three years later so ever since we've had joe yurden on the show a few weeks ago somehow we've managed to wedge <laughs> in the tire fire that is the buffalo sabers onto the show and have it be a topic of discussion when you but, talk to joe again send him my regards i miss joe Joe's will do yeah he's, he's he's great people Outstanding. but but i'm i'm with you guys on the taylor hall thing like christian was saying before however i do have i suppose a caveat to that and that is this that if Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz feel like Taylor Hall is a guy that they can bring in here and mold him into a part of this very, you know, team concept. Oriented, yeah. yeah, team-oriented, you know, mentality that this team has in the sense that we all know it's a sum of all their parts. It's not There's not one or two guys that are leading the way here. They need pretty much everybody firing to for this team to be going and for this team to get wins. And if they think that they can bring him in for one reason or another, I'll support it. If they if they send a second and whatever else they got to send Buffalo's way to get him and they feel like he's the guy, I'm on board. Because like you said, Tony, he has that ability to be that guy. He has he has the ability to be a threat in the power play, to be a threat five on five. I mean, if he if he can play the way he has in years past, you see him on a line with Matt Barzell, they might be able to weave some some magic. I mean, look at you know this all that speed between the two of those guys. Now, is this just a fantasy and something that's not going to happen anymore? Certainly possible. I, I, every l- listen, he after after being able to put Leon LTIR, anything is possible. 
Right. Anything's possible. And honestly, the way you just said it, just think about it this way. This team, the way that it's currently constructed, I can tell you right now, there is not a team in the NHL that wants to play this team in the playoffs. No, no and way. if you add Taylor Hall from that was maybe, a, you know, not the shell of the player that he is right now, but the player he was a couple of years ago when he was traded from Edmonton to New Jersey, and then the player he was in New Jersey, if he can, if any if any coach can reach a guy like Taylor Hall, it's Barry Trotz. And That's a great honestly, point. If he's playing that if he's playing the way he played in in New Jersey, this team is just can you can you even imagine having a player having two players two offensively dominant players like Barzell and Hall on the on the ice at the same time and exactly. what would turn Jordan Eberle into no less right that's 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 a lot of weapons up there. So it really is. So it's, it's not out of the question. I mean, I, you know, I see people discounting it all the time, and uh, you know, online and everything like that. You can't, you can't, because he's that good. You know, and if it's not going to cost you, a, if the cost is not prohibitive, you don't have to worry about salary after this year. And look, if he's a if he's a glove like fit, you figure it out. Okay, at well, that exactly, point, Tony. If if it takes a first round pick and the guy ends up scoring twenty goals in the last twenty games of the season, or whatever the case may be, oh well, I'm not going to care. I'm not no, going to care. No but, one's going to care because you're going to go deep into the playoffs. That's a guy that can get you there. So it's you're getting a bona fide player. I mean, again, you you're not seeing that from what he did in Buffalo, and probably not you know the last year that he was in Arizona. You know what I say, Arizona and then New Jersey last year, but. Uh, I mean, right. he's still Taylor Hall, and he's still, what is he, 27 years old? He's still I mean, young. I mean, you have, obviously, his recent play across a, a few teams, but and also the injury that, I believe, to his knee. He had a knee injury, right? I, I think the biggest issue with him is the character stuff that continues to kind of be the 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 factor in all this. I mean, there was a, we ran a story on MYI Hockey Now, along with the rest of the Hockey Now network, uh, that cited a a NHL source that is calling a the asking price for Taylor Hall comical and b the real thing seems to be the character issues that mm. that Hall comes with and for for me if I'm the Islanders that's not something I I don't care if the guy's going to score 20 goals down the stretch the Islanders are an organization by far more than any other team and in fairness I guess it's because I cover them a lot and I'm around <laughs> the team but right. by far more than any other team in the league that where character and, and that mentality of fitting in that in that culture means Means more, almost not more, but almost as much as the talent level that they bring. And I don't think Taylor Hall kind of fits that bill. I, if I'm Lou Lamorell, I'm staying far away from this guy. At this well, point. let's put it this way. Also, he played one of his closer friends in the NHL is Jordan Eberle. So if anybody knows him and anybody knows what they can get or what type of situation or, or what where his head is at, I think Everly would have an idea of what's going on there. And I'm sure that before they make an acquisition like that, that's someone that they're going to rely on for some information. So, I mean, you know, and I, Andy Green had him in New Jersey, too. So, I mean, no, no better person to ask than Andy Green as well. Look, you know that that Lou <laughs> likes to get these kind of guys. All right. He loves these former captain types, you know, you know, getting he gave up the farm last year for for jp peugeot that thing has been uh, that's been a fantastic deal yeah, for them. magical and yeah it really i mean it's been <laughs> I, I can't you can't ask for much more than what peugeot yeah. you know since he's been here and then andy green i mean andy green has been a great you know i mean maybe his play on the ice isn't this isn't such as it was you know when he was in his prime but i mean think about it this way right He's been the solid. Guy, Andy Green, the, yeah. the guy has been solid, and who knows what kind of support that he's provided to Noah Dobson since he's been here. I mean, I, you know, th- there's no there's no secret that he's had a big, you know, uh, a big effect on how Dobson has handled himself and how he's doing. And 
I, 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 just, I think that that's a that's a huge thing right there. I, I really do. So I mean, so I, I he's they're going to know what they get into with Hall well before they even have that conversation. But I, I just I think agree. between the price and what and the the risk reward for him is just. I mean, it could be outstanding. It could be unbelievable. I mean, I, as much as I love Kyle Palmieri, and I do, but I think that you you have to you have to have that conversation about Hall, especially if you're getting the feedback that he's just and look, he's been in poor situations the last couple of years. Also, I was going to say Arizona, that. That's a that's a not a good situation. You know, New Jersey was you know they were it was the John Hines thing, and it was just it, you know they they knew they weren't going to sign him. He had the contract thing that was kind of hanging over his head. So and then to Buffalo, which as we talked about, has been just has been a you know a a disaster for the yes. last couple of years. So I mean, look, maybe he needs to come into a solid locker room and and have the guidance of other guys and kind of just can you know fall back into, you know, into the, the the fray and let other guys, you know, stand up. So I don't know. I just, I, I think that you have to, you know, the, the risk reward for him, you, you got to be able to, you got to look at it. Okay. Talking with Tony Stabile here Stubo? on the, <laughs> Tony Stabile here on, on the line brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology and, and Tony, or it's obviously talking about the trade deadline. Another name that's popped up, especially since it, it appeared in Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts, and that is Dustin Brown out in Los Angeles. Certainly a guy that when we talk about character and, and experience and a guy that fits the locker room culture, he's someone that, in my mind at least, fits all of those qualities that if you're Lou, Lamore- Lou Lamorello, that's what you're looking for. I mean, Dustin Brown do- absolutely does. There's only two things about Dustin Brown that you got to worry about, and that's age, mm-hmm. and that's the fact that also that he has term left on his yeah. deal. Mm. So, and uh, you know, I mean, and what you know, what's the cost going to be? I mean, LA is, you know, LA has not been, uh, you know, a, a, you know, a, a, they they've been a they they played better than I think anybody would have expected them to play this year. They're playing meaningful games. I don't know if they're a playoff team. I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team, but they've definitely played meaningful games this year. But and Brown has been a big part of that, you know, and I know he's, you know, he's getting a little bit up there in age and, but he's got, what has he got? 14 or 15 goals this year. And, you know, he's, he's definitely grown into, he can't be that kamikaze kind of player that he's been in the past. You know, his body just can't take it anymore. So he, he needs to kind of tone it back. He has, he still plays, you know, with that sandpaper type mentality, but he's not the player he was a few years ago. So, you know, it's going to be come down to cost, you know, can you get LA to take, you know, one of the contracts that you have on the books, you know, for next year to kind of make it, you know, to kind of offset it. I don't know. I mean, you know, LA's got some cap room, so they don't have to make this deal. It's not like they're, you know, they're not going to be able to improve themselves um, by keeping Brown on the books. But, you know, look, maybe if you can get him to take Komarov, you know, maybe, maybe you do look into something like that. But, you know, you have, you know, he's got term. He's uh, he's a little, I forget how old he is. I think he might be 34, 35, if I'm not mistaken. So it's 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 definitely character-wise, he's a home run. I mean, he's exactly what you're looking for. But, you know, the only problem you have is, in my opinion, is, is the age and the term. Certainly an interesting situation. And, of course, another target that a lot of people had their eye on and Maybe not so much anymore, considering the events of the last uh, hour or so. And that was Ricard Raquel, who up until about what was it, an hour ago, Sean, we were we were looking at that highlight. He was he was a target yeah, was, that uh, Islander fans also had their eye on. Now uh, it seems like that situation has changed pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, he suffered what an upper body injury tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah, Raquel is a guy who he was a consistent scorer 
Uh, he's still not a, not an old guy. I mean, he's I think he's only in his mid to late twenties at this point, but mm-hmm. he's his scoring has definitely tailed back. Uh, is that because um, you know Corey Perry and 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 Ryan Getzlaff had gotten older and and kind of you know in, in Perry's case moved on, uh, or is that a thing where you know he's just not as effective and he's just kind of you know moved into a different role at this point in his career? Um, he had a stretch of games this year where he you know he, he kind of caught up. I, I believe he had uh, I think it's like seven or eight games in a row where. Uh, he had multiple points in games, and he, he started to pile it on a little bit. He got he got himself up to I think nineteen points, and you know, I think he's played in about thirty two or thirty three games at this point. He's a guy who can play all three positions. He can play in the middle, can play on either wing. Um, he's a nice player, he is. But you know, again, it's not a it's it's uh it's a it's a good fit scheme wise. You know, he's a guy who can play in different situations. Uh, but if you're looking for him to rely on offense, he's not there. There are there are guys that are better that are out there. I guess the good thing, Tony, for the Islanders is there's options out there. There's options. Yeah. Now, none of them are going to be perfect. Sure. None of, sure. Yeah, none of them are going to, you know, be Anders Lee B. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they're not going to bring all that stuff to the table. You just got to hope that the, the next guy they bring in is, is going to be able to fill out the depth of the roster so you're not bringing Leo Komarov to play in the first line <laughs> and you can keep all the other lines balanced. I don't know. I, I think we keep Leo on the, uh, of course the top you do. line for the rest <laughs> of, of the season. <laughs> yeah, if it's in Sweden. Give him more ice time. That's, that's Put him not, on the power play, too. That sounds like Put a Stanley Cup one. Yeah, you it. could do that if he's playing on a, on a team in Sweden somewhere. That would be wonderful. But <laughs> yeah, that might work. Uh, not here. Right. So, obviously, they, they need to get that, that balance of the, of the roster going. You guys are going to eat your words when Leo Komarov is scoring that game-winning goal in Game 7 of the Cup Final. Christian, if that happens, I'll get a number 47 tattooed on my arm. <laughs> and that's a promise. But that's never going to happen. Uh, so I want, I want it noted in the chat. I want it noted to Tony. That's fine. Hey, look, yeah, everybody's got it. It's out there. It's out there. It's going to it's gonna be, uh, you know, in the archives. Don't worry about it. Sign me up, Rob. I'll be, there. I'll be right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's actually we'll going to tattoo it on your arm. <laughs> that's fine. Too. I I, I, that's fine. Absolutely. If that that's dude won me a Stanley Cup, I'd put his, I put his name, his arm, a jersey. I don't have a I'll put it anywhere. I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. So with that out of the way... <laughs> I think Dustin Brown is, is an option I'd consider. The fact that he has term left, though, kind of keeps me away. I think it's got to be a rental. We've yeah. talked about this even last week with Andy. That, look, if you're going to get somebody with term, it's got to be a younger guy who's going to contribute to this team in the future. And, and then again, that, that domino effects into, does that mean you got to include a guy like Bavillier? It depends on who's coming back, whether it's a Forsberg, whatever. I saw somebody mention Connor Garland in the chat there. That's another name I like. But you're going to give up a lot for that guy, and and it could end up panning out for sure. But again, there's options. Now, with that being said, and there's no real logistical reason why I feel this way, but I think Kyle Palmieri is going to be the guy that that Lou Lamarillo ends up getting, and it has nothing to do with any sort of New Jersey connection or anything like that. I just think that he's a guy who who fits the mold of what what Lou and Barry might be looking for. If look, if they shoot for the fences and maybe they get a younger guy, great. But it just feels like, to me, he's a safe play. The guy can score goals. He's a character guy. I think he's a guy who can fit in with this locker room, which, as Christian noted, is important to this team. And he's got nothing left in his contract after this year. They can pick him up, and they can say, thanks thanks for your service when everything's done. So in my eyes, I, I just feel like he's the guy they're going to grab. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, and, okay. and I, I would love that. I mean, he's, he's definitely 
he's a player that I've admired for a, or for quite a while. And actually, I was kind of disappointed when he ended up going to New Jersey when he was you know when he was available. I would have loved for the you know for the if I don't know if they did or not, but I would love to have the fact that the Islanders would have been in on a guy like that. I mean, you know, he's he's a player that he checks every box. You know, he's not signed after this year. And once again, like I said before. If it's a magical fit, if he comes in and all of a sudden he, he gels in the locker room and he you know goes on it and look we've seen the way he's played, you know we've seen a lot of New Jersey over the last couple of years. The guy is a you know is a solid you know is a solid scorer. You know he's a guy give you fifty sixty points. He's a twenty five to thirty goal scorer every year. You know he's consistent. You know does he get injured? Yeah, he does. But I mean at this point, you know the way the NHL is, most people most guys are like that at this point. So I mean. I think that it's it makes the absolute most sense to go after him. I don't think that the cost would be overly prohibitive. Um, and again, if he comes in and he's just a perfect fit and he's a perfect match, you figure it out. You know, you'd have to figure it out. You have the expansion draft this year, which will give you a little bit more flexibility. And you know, if you have to move away from somebody else, if, you know, depending upon whatever happens at the end of this year, you know, I think that they'll be, you know, in a little at least a little bit of a position to do so. But in all honesty, I think Palmieri makes absolutely the most sense of everybody that we've talked about. Talking with Tony Stabile here on the line, brought to you by our Tony friends Stabile. over at Tide Technology. Tony Stabile, professional line dancer, that is, of course. Yeah, Tony, did you see Did you see what's under your face there? Did you see the graphic? You didn't even no, say anything I about it. I, you, you said when, when we went live, I would see you guys. I only see me. You still can't see us? Nope, I only see me. Oh, well, you're a professional line okay. dancer tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. There you go. All right. Tony Sabil, fresh line dancer. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> Looking if you see me line dance, you'd know that's probably the worst thing. You've ever heard, <laughs> I so. want to see it. But hey, to each his own. Okay. Uh, looking at a little bit more of the immediate future, the Islanders have one more game against Pittsburgh before returning uh, with a slew of very important games with Washington, Philadelphia coming up as well. Um, looking at this most immediate game against Pittsburgh, obviously Pittsburgh this season has had the Islanders number. Um, you know the the worst, some of the worst games the Islanders have played have been against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Tony, in your mind, watching these games, what is what is the key or what is the difference when the Islanders play Pittsburgh compared to these other teams that they're competing with, that they're beating? Why is it that Pittsburgh continues to kind of have the Islanders number? I think they're pissed off, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, the Islanders embarrassed them um, in the playoffs uh, on a couple of different occasions already. I think that leaves a bad taste in their mouth. And look, I mean, right now they just seem to have their number. So, you know, it's the game that they played the other night. I mean, it was just, you know, they just they took advantage of every of of every mistake that the Islanders could have made. And I mean, it's they they just they've you know, they they've had their number. That's that's the best yeah. way that I could I could describe it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, I think that, you know, it, they're they're a good team. I don't think that they're the team that they were five years ago. Oh. I, I don't I, they're definitely a diminished team uh you know you got Malkin that's hurt Crosby is not the 120 point scorer that he was a few years ago um Still you know, against the Islanders, he wasn't though. even in the lineup last night Malkin yeah he was hurt no he's, yeah he's out he's out uh he's he's week got to some, week, he's yeah. week to week with yeah. some type of uh lower body injury I think but that's that's typical of Malkin at some point or another he's got to take a vacation in the middle wow. of the year so um but I mean look he's talking it, about one of the game's best players there but whatever <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it used to be. I mean, the beginning of the season, he's still he, pretty good. He, 
Still very good. He's, yeah, I'm not saying he's not pretty good. Like, let's not start forcing words in my mouth there, guys. He's still a great player, but uh, let's be honest. Certainly you know, sounded like a couple cheap shots there. From who? From me? Wasn't from us. <laughs> Wasn't from us. Uh, all right, all right. Look, I'm 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 not I, I'm not on the Evgeny Malkin train right now. Let's put it that That's way. All but, right, fair enough. But look, they're they're still a you know they're still a very good team. They're well coached. Um, you know, Sullivan is a very good coach. Um, they've had a little they've had a little turmoil there too. The GM just kind of up and left in the middle of the season. Yeah, um, that's right. You know, so that's it's been a little that's been a little crazy, I guess, for them. But you know, you got guys like Gensel, and you know, Latang is still you know a top offensive defenseman, and you know, there Brian Rust is. I mean, really, come a guy who's really kind of come out of nowhere was a kind of a third round grinder, third ground, third line grinder, and now all got of it. a sudden he's a you know he's an offensive dynamo. I mean, yeah. So you know, you you look at that team, and you know Pittsburgh is just the kind of team that they just they get these guys and they kind of just pop them into these roles, and all of a sudden, while you know they're you know they they be they're 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 able to identify who is going to be able to fit into one type of role, and they've done it flawlessly pretty much for the last twenty years. I mean, they're really really good at it. You know, you got a guy who's he's fantastic. He trades traded to another team, and all of a sudden he's out of the NHL in, in eighteen months. So, uh, you know, they're really good. They're like the New England Patriots of uh, of NHL. <laughs> oh, just, just, I don't know about that. About that, not that I know a thing about the New England Patriots. You have no, you have no authority. Well, do you agree with that? I don't necessarily know if I agree with it to the extent that of of where the Patriots are in the NFL to where the Penguins are Thank in the you. NHL. But it is it is somewhat of a player development. I'm not talking about yeah. championships. That's not it. I'm just talking about player development. Right, so. okay. I'll, I'll give it to you, Tony. I'll don't you understand you. when you bring other sports into the show? I go cross eyed. I have no idea yeah. what's going on. Of course point. I do. Why do you think I do it, bro? Oh, it's, it's completely you on purpose. Joe Joe Yurden tried to do that, and he like t- Sean's face just glazed over. He, uh-huh. The look uh-huh. on his face I, was. Uh-huh. I, uh-huh. I I would do it all the time. I'd make a baseball reference. You go, like, huh? What? Yeah, that's true. It was all. I, yeah. It's all done on purpose. I love it. It's just. It's yeah. one of my little. You know. It, it drives honestly, Tony. It drives me crazy. It drives me crazy that someone could be that ignorant. Well, you knew what you were getting into. It I, is, it I is actually, willful man. ignorance. I, I don't care. I don't care about it. Drives any other me sport. nuts. I don't care. I don't care. It drives me absolutely crazy. I, I Sorry, Christian. Sorry. Got it. Listen, well, like I said, you knew what you were getting into, bro. Well, well, you know what? We'll sign up for some couples therapy. We'll figure it out. Just, that just, might kind of Just. Throw on, pick up a newspaper. <laughs> sk- you know, skim through the other sports part, other part of the sports sections. You know, just I don't need. Through, I, just, I don't need to know that there are other sports that take place other than hockey. That's all I wanted. That's all I want. I mean, yeah, I, I'm aware of that, but I just okay. don't care. They, they they just don't matter to me. It's all about hockey for me. That's it. That's it. Good. So, God, man, we 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 just go off the rails all the time. <laughs> Yeah. So, where was part for the course? This right. is me, oh, guy. oh yeah, I had a joke. That's right. Well, you know, Ron Hextall came in, and maybe he just, you know, he's crazy. He threatened these guys with violence, and they're like, if you don't win, I'm going to, you know, break your face. I don't know. Would, he was a very would, violent uh, guy back boy. when he used to play. Would you want a pissed off Hexy coming to your That's locker? What I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No. Sorry, it's probably not it though. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tony, as always, it's been fun, and we always love finding out how it feels to be Tony Stabile. So great to have you back on, pal. We'll obviously have you back on again soon. Uh, enjoy your spring now that it's here, and yeah. hopefully we'll be talking about some exciting trade deadline acquisitions and uh, you know some playoff hockey down the road. 
That would be really nice. Yeah, spring weather, beautiful weather. Have his team go on a run. Get get themselves a nice acquisition going into the deadline. I think, it, and you know, I, I know that I don't know if you guys have talked about it, you know, tonight, but I, I think that this this whatever happens will happen much sooner than later. I don't think he's going to wait till the deadline and do something. I agree. We'll see what happens, pal. We'll yep. see. Time will tell. But thank you very much for having me on, guys. As always, it's always been a pleasure, Christian, especially to talk to you. Uh, uh, Tony, uh, it's always a pleasure to hear your voice and, and, and talk I, with someone as competent and intelligent on this show like you yes. uh, because I you left me with the uh, lower rung of the program. Wow. I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> well, well, Tony, it's been fun. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you another nice. time. Take care, pal. Doing great stuff, guys, and uh, glad to talk to you, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks a lot, brother. Take care. Have a, thanks. All right, folks, that was the great Tony Stabile coming back here to Hockey Night in New York. Great stuff. Talking trade. Talking Talking trash. Talking trash. (laughs) Yes, plenty of trash. Uh, So, go ahead. It is funny. Um, What's that? Well, Tony Tony mentioned that uh, he hopes that we'll be talking this, you know, long run into the playoffs and, um, you know, it, it, talking into the spring and the nice weather, and, yeah. and this is the second time today, actually, that someone has kind of alluded to that. Um, because earlier today, I don't know if you know or saw, but I, I co-hosted, I filled in for Sid Rosenberg on WABC yes, Radio. In yeah, New York way City. to go, pal! How'd it go? It was it was great. It was a lot of fun, and we had Molly Walker on, who we've had on the show yeah, several times. Absolutely. She's on to talk Islanders, talk great Rangers, stuff. and. She made the boldest prediction of the day by far, saying that, that she right? felt this was the Islanders' year to win a cup. She is the smartest person on the planet. Smartest person on the planet. I, I love it. I, I, <laughs> she just went up here. I don't me. know if she's yeah. used to coming on this show and, and kind of catering to an Islanders-centric audience, but I, right? I was flabbergasted at that point. I, think, I love it. You know what it is? She's, she's really excited that UMass is in the Frozen Four, and I think she was just really oh, right in that, that euphoria okay. and got a little ahead All right. of herself. I see. As, as, ex- as exciting as this Islanders team has been, I, I mean, I agree. This is this year is probably their best year to win a Stanley Cup. I don't know if it's, this, it's the case, though, that it's going to happen. Well, that's fair and also safe. Yeah. But but Christian, and I think everybody's got to get used to this. Is I mean, look, Islander fans are starting to because they're fans of the team. But you know, even <laughs> I don't know the media. Has, have yeah. you ever seen Twitter? No, I, I have. I have. <laughs> you think the sky <laughs> is falling every time they lose? Yeah, yeah, or have a bad shift. But yeah. <laughs> but that being said, I mean, this is this is. Absolutely a huge opportunity this year for them to win a cup. They could have won it last year, but even more so this year. And and look, that's again, even even with Anders Lee going down, I think I think they still have a chance. And that's just a reality that in this Lou Lamarillo Barry Trotz world that we gotta get used to. And and also, you know, John Ledecky and Scott Malkin. Right. That this is the type of franchise that they're gonna be. Now, granted, over the course of time, they're gonna have their ups and downs. Every yeah, team like every organization. goes through, you know, lulls. I don't I, I, I think it's at least fairly safe to say, or at least God willing, I hope so, that you just we knock won't, on wood. We won't yeah, I did. I did just knock on wood. They didn't see it out there, but <laughs> But um, you know, like I don't think we're going to see the dark ages of the '90s anytime soon with the with the people that are in charge right now. I think so. So I, I agree with you on that front. And and right now they, especially with the young guys that are coming in and and performing as 
we as Islander fans had hoped, right? Again, yeah. we've seen we've seen guys, you know, high draft picks come in in the past. You know, we don't have to rattle off all the names, but they didn't live up to expectations, and they end up on other teams and maybe performing there, whatever right. the case may right. be. But now you're actually seeing Noah Dobson come in and be as advertised. Oliver Wallstrom coming in and just he has been dynamite. <laughs> This season, I can't say enough about this guy. And you know, you're starting to hear positive things about Balduke. Uh, you know, so oh yeah, for, for kind of you kind of forget that the that there are some exciting prospects in the wings too. Uh, I mean, it's a much more diminished prospect pool than in years past. Yes, for sure. But it, it's it's usually a sign of well, the organization is doing really well, so the picks aren't as high, and, and maybe they're not as name brand as. When your team is doing a little a little less well, I guess you could right. Say. But before coming into less this well. year, right, that's nicely great, done. That's before great. coming into this year, great job, Christian. Yeah, you, you're smashing as always. So again, before <laughs> the start of this year, <laughs> I think a big concern around Islander country was the average age of this team, the fact that they're you know they're locked into guys like Lee. Eberly, right. Brock Nelson, yeah. Josh Bailey. You know these are guys that are either at or on the wrong side of thirty. Right now, and you didn't know yet what you were going to get from Dobson and Wallstrom. Right. So you're concerned that there's not going to be any youth to support guys like Barzell and Bavillier, guys that are still young, maybe just a slight bit older, right? But at least now it looks like there can actually be a legitimate youthful core, especially with Ilya Sorokin, the guy who just rattled off eight wins in a row, rough night last night. Yes. <laughs> but everyone had a rough night. Everyone had too. a rough night. So all of a sudden you you have a young core that you can build around. Now granted, even if even if the farm system right now is a little depleted, that can be supplemented down the road. There's deals that can be made. Right. You can bring guys in from the outside. So I think we're starting to see that this team not only can compete for a cup this year, but this might be a team that can at least be a playoff contender for a decent amount of time, especially when Barry Trotz is the guy standing behind the players on the bench. 100%. I, I don't disagree with you, by the, by the way, getting grossed by Joe McGrath in the in the chat, call, saying, so Molly is pumping up the aisles while Christian goes out of his way to defend JT. Shame. Dot, dot, Joe, are you trying to, Shame, trying to dot, send me dot, a hint dot. here? Like Maybe I should see if Molly wants to co-host the show. Instead, Molly's instead of busy co-hosting the Ranger <laughs> podcast, so if you want a Ranger person to co-host this podcast, great. She covers the Islanders too. I, I, I'm just first of all the JT thing. I, I, I just oh we're I, going back. No, here? no, no. I'm not. I'm just he brought it up. All I'm right. just saying it was something that at the time was topical, and we talked about it. It was that was all that happened. All right, all right. I did. I have. I have. I diminished anyone's excitement about the Islanders so far. Have I said? Oh, they're not. They're not a playoff team. They're not. A, they're not. They can't contend for the cup. Have I said that at all? You have not. Okay. So um, it's not that I'm not pumping up. It's not that I'm pump not pumping up the Islanders tires. But I'm trying to be level headed and realistic here. And kind of, in 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 my point of view, this is where the Islanders are at. I don't necessarily think that it's locked in stone at this point. But they're a contender, absolutely. You don't get to the point where they are at this point in the season. And the top two, top three in the in the East Division, a very competitive division, probably one of the toughest in the National Hockey League right now. Mm-hmm. You don't get there by being a bad team or being a bad right. coach, badly coached team. Look, as we've this has been talked about on this show for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> whether it's with you, whether it's with Tony, just just the Islander fan mentality, and I suppose the optics for this team around the NHL. And, you know, the, it's funny. You reminded me of something else. You know, Molly Walker saying that she thinks the Isles will win the Cup this year. Also somebody who gave the Islanders their due recently was Jackie Redman. She yes, has a new I uh, saw that. YouTube, uh, like, a, like a vlog, right? That's, yeah. That's what the kids are calling it these days. <laughs> well, right? I feel like vlog is very outdated. 
Is it really? Like the term vlog is Good something God, from like yeah, the mid two thousands. I feel like. Oh, okay. Well, she has a new video segment. It's show. a vlog. She's doing a vlog. Okay, and and I believe her most recent one, she was about she the was propping up the yeah. honors. In fact, uh, our pal Sal, longtime listener of the show, he uh, he pointed in our direction and. Oh, pal, uh, Sal. Our pal Sal, that's right. So, uh, you know, she had a lot of good things to say about the Islanders. She said everybody uh, outside Islander country is sleeping on on this team. So it's good to see that they're getting recognition. And they're moving up. For anybody who cares about power rankings, they're moving up the the Super 16. I still saw some of our listeners uh, complaining about the power rankings that Dan Rosen did. Our pal Sal, the same thing. (laughs) He he sent a picture of Rosen with the Super 16, with the Islanders at six, and he said, this is trash. And they're like, Oh, sorry. There's only five other spots they could be. You're not satisfied with six? Jeez. By the way, Joe McGrath saying, trying to call for a trade deadline acquisition, trading Molly for me. <laughs> Which, I mean, in fairness, you guys would be the winner in that trade. Molly is ten times the reporter and uh, and the podcast host I am. So that, you guys would be getting the better end of this day, that deal for sure. I'm going to stay quiet on that one. No, I mean, I insulted myself. So Exactly. Matter. I was agreeing with you silently. <laughs> So where where were we we were we were up and down left and right there what was what was we're the always thought? up and down left and that's right. true. there's no organization thanks for sticking with us guys mm, we don't yeah. we're like uh, you know we're just we're like a small child we're just all over the place one minute we're talking about Josh Bailey all of a sudden we're talking about John Tavares all of a sudden we're talking about you know Oliver Wallstrom by the way the one thing I do want to talk about real quick sure is that T-shirt you're wearing because oh, yeah. I noticed it before very very fashionable. It's nice, say. right? It looks yeah. very nice. Yeah, it's very nice. So uh, a lot of people around the country, I'm sure, are very aware of it. It is a brand new shirt from Yes Men Outfitters. This fellow's name here is, there he is, Gordon. Very clever. Very yeah. clever. A uh, play on, on Gordon, if you remember. <laughs> yeah, from, from back in the day. Those, those 90s. 90s, those fond 90, 90s days that all Islander fans look back on so well. But I believe you got a little more info on it that you can share with us, uh, that, that what yes Alf- Devin over at Yes Men Alphas is doing. Absolutely. Gordon, the shirt, which is, is a very nice-looking shirt. Yeah, yeah. The shirt is printed by Spectrum Design, located in Port Washington over here on Long Island, not too far away from we are where we are now here yeah. at the Hockey Night in New York studios. Uh, Spectrum Design employs those with intellectual and developmental disabilities to help them press and create magic like that shirt for example which yeah. is again a fantastic looking shirt by our friends over at yes men outfitters so what devin is doing and i think this is just a really great initiative and and in fairness devin and our you know our sponsor blue line deli and a lot of different islanders yeah. groups have done a tremendous 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 amount of work in the community uh, especially during the pandemic but i think this is also a really great initiative as well what they're doing is ten dollars from each sale of this t-shirt that sean is wearing right here on the show here on hockey night in new york will be donated to best buddies new york which is an organization that offers one-on-one friendship integrated employment and leadership development programs for individuals with and without intellectual development disabilities in new york they're doing it in honor of nolan trotz barry trotz's son um and i think it's a it's a great thing that devin is doing and it's a a great looking shirt and a great cause to get behind fantastic and you get just for 25 dollars, you can order it on the yes men outfitters website and for 25 dollars, you get a great shirt and 10 of those dollars goes to a tremendous charity and cause 
here on the island that impacts not only um, you know millions of people across the world, but has direct impact on the New York Islanders family as well. For sure, yeah. So great stuff from Devin. Excellent cause and excellent design. Some of his best work. I mean, he's he's been in the game now for a while over at Yes Men, pumping out great stuff. And I think this is uh, he's reached a new level here with Gordon because he's got he's got the goalie design. He's yeah, got oh, it's a phenomenal. Too. It is yeah. really a great looking shirt. And speaking of great looking shirts, oh, I wow. would be remiss if I did <laughs> not mention <laughs> the shirt that we are now selling. That's right. It is. That's right. A phenomenal looking shirt. If you were on Twitter earlier, you saw our boy Donnie, Donnie Osner over Blue Line Deli. Over Bagels. Blue Line Deli, modeling this great looking shirt. A throwback to the NHL '94 era. A really fantastic looking shirt. Uh, Sean, tell us a little bit more about this. Uh, yeah, so we had the we had the, the the yes 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 shirts that had the uh, the old the, the white jerseys. And uh, you know, it's actually we want to thank you guys out there because we put that up on on our new shop on the website, and you guys sold us out. They're gone, so we really appreciate that. So we put a new spin on it with the uh, the old uh, nautical design. <laughs> trying to stay away from the derogatory term for it, but you know the era that it's from. But uh, yeah, there you go, and the little Long Island spin there. That's actually the old um, the old logos that they had during you know in the games and stuff like that. The old font and stuff. So yeah, a little retro NHL game in there. My favorite NHL hockey game. I used to play that all the damn time. Actually, with our pal Michael Carver. Oh, really? We used to play that game back in the day all the time. All the time. From that other podcast? From that other podcast, yeah. Uh, Isle Seed Podcast. You all know what it is. Great show, too. Mike does a tremendous job over there. If you're not listening, you should definitely tune into them as well. But first, tune into Hockey Night New York. (laughs) Exactly. So, great plug there. These are actually going to be available on HockeyNightNY.com starting tomorrow morning. So, if you like what you see, we're going to have them from small to 2XL. Plenty in stock, so hit it up tomorrow. And if you use promo code HNINY10, you will get 10% off. So, Christian, great job there. I'm sure your arms are getting tired, oh, so yes, you can put it down now. Oh, nice job. Wait a, wait a plug. Plug a two, shirt, two T-shirts in one night. That's Look at that. That's what we do here. And speaking of Blue Line Deli. Speaking of Blue Line I Deli. I feel like it's time, Sean, for, for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli Sandwich of the Week. I don't have the paperwork in front of me. I never do. I try. Do you want to hit the button? Because I know you like the button. No, that's no. You're not even on the. All right, forget it. That button and then this button. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear this song, that means it's time for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Half Price Hero, which this week, in honor of our pal Tony Stabile, The Godfather, featuring Cappy Ham, Genoa Salami, Pepperoni, Provolone, Lettuce and Tomato, Oil and Vinegar on a Hero. Get it half price all week starting tomorrow. That is Monday through Sunday, where we'll announce a brand new half-off Hero. Stop on in. Mention Hockey Night New York to get half off the godfather it looks like you were about to interrupt me no i was i'm 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 mocking you you're mocking mocking me yeah for doing the spot yeah for doing a great job with the hero hero of the week spot yeah no i was mocking you wow okay great so (laughs) you want to give us your hero now (laughs) i just want to point out you picked the godfather for tony which is interesting can you explain why you picked the godfather exactly for tony (sighs) i guess publicly Publicly, not everybody would know this, but Tony's a big movie buff. Big, big movie yeah. buff. And the last time we had him on the show, actually, we might have we might have noted this in the past before. So before we started doing the video stuff here on Twitch, he was our guinea pig. Oh, that's and right, he was. We did a, we did a show that uh, we didn't broadcast, but we, we basically ran through everything to test everything. And as you can see, we still need more testing because we're still falling all over each other. Great. Yeah, okay, we're getting better. We're great. So Tony was our on-the-line guest for that show. Now, 
any of you guys that listen to the show would have only got the audio version of that. But on his on his um you know video conference window back then he had a huge poster of the Godfather behind him. If you remember, we talked about the fact that I still haven't seen the movie, which is or Goodfellas. Still haven't seen that Which either. Which directly has a character named Anthony Stabile. I didn't even know that. But anyway, all right, this so, is the hero of the week, yeah. <laughs> you Ignorant asked, fool. You, yeah, I guess so. And I have nothing against uh, Italian mobster movies. It just so happens that I haven't seen those ones. They're great movies. Both uh, classics. Oh, so everybody tells Godfather, me. Godfather like, one of the best what movies ever made. You? Goodfellas is probably one of my favorite gangster movies. Uh, only, behind, only it, it goes between Goodfellas and The Departed. I mean, those are two great, phenomenal movies. Oh, I love The Departed. Irish mob movie, Italian mob movie. I may great be movie. more partial to Irish mob movies just because I'm Irish, maybe. That might be it. That could be it. That could be it. But anyway. Hero of the week. The Godfather. Get it for half off until our next show. Go on a Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Mention Hockey Night New York and get it for half price. It's a phenomenal sandwich. And it looks look, delicious. Yeah, they all do. Uh, uh, Every, anything I've ever had from that place has been yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. And you can't get a better staff than Donnie, Danny, and everybody else over there. They're fantastic people. So you guys already know that because you all go because you know the deal. But go, but go again anyway. Hero of the week. Thank you. Let's go. What do you got? I think everyone knows. Everybody knows. Everyone knows. Do you want to hit the button? <laughs> uh, it's this one. Yeah, that's the one. I, I think it goes without saying, but I'll have to say it anyway. Anthony Beauvillier is my hero of the week because obviously, when you score not one but two overtime game-winning goals, you kind of automatically get to be hero of the week. He's been having a phenomenal, uh, you know, phenomenal effort there, back-to-back games, putting up goals after going through a little bit of a, a dry, <laughs> a dry streak to say the least for Beauvillier, and. Uh, now he's finding back in that and kind of hitting his rhythm. Found some really great momentum as well with that third line with Oliver Wallstrom and uh, Jean Gabriel Pajot. So the two French Canadians get finding that uh, that connection there, that French connection, if you will. Christian, do you remember what I said when we were waiting for Anthony Beauvillier to come back from his injury? No. Do you remember? Of course not. No. Of course, because why would you pay attention? Why would you? One ear out the other. I said. When he gets back, staple that man to J.G. Pajot. Didn't happen then, but it happened now. It's working out very well. And my hero of the week scored two overtime game winners this week. Oh, is it Anthony Beauvillier? It's Anthony Beauvillier. Yeah, same guy. Same guy. I mean, how do you not? How do you not? Two OT winners. Easy. Another unanimous hero of the week. Really hitting the rhythm here ourselves. Yeah, it's happening, man. Look at the chemistry. It's, it's, it's building. all coming together. <laughs> it's really building. Anthony Beauvillier, the hero of the week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli, half-price hero of the week, which is the Godfather. Just go to Blue Line Deli starting tomorrow. Mention Hockey Night in New York and get half-price off the Godfather hero, which looks phenomenal. I'm sure tastes even better than it looks. So head out to Blue Line Deli out there. and uh, 719 East Jericho Turnpike, Huntington, New York. 719 ah, yeah. West Jericho Turnpike. Ah, yeah, you want to make sure you send people in the right direction. If they go east, it's going to be even further east than Huntington, which I, I would imagine is, is somewhere out in China because I don't venture out <laughs> that far east. Well, Long make sure you bring your passport. Yeah. Anyway. Anything, anything beyond Farmingdale for me is out east. Jeez. Anything. Boy, do you live a sheltered life. Well, no, it's just because I've been South Shore and Nassau County, western, western side all my I'm life. I'm South Shore and Nassau County now, too. It doesn't mean I think... Huntington is uh, Guam. No, I do. <laughs> no. You're I do. 
a silly goose. I am. I was going to say something much meaner, and I stopped myself. Oh, well, thanks for dialing it back. Really appreciate it, man. All right, so bring it back to the main I try to keep it within check. But Anthony Bovilli, obviously deserving of the hero of the week. And certainly, um, again, a guy that's important to the Islanders roster and someone that really the Islanders need to get going to be successful, like a lot of different guys. You look at Josh Bailey. uh, He's someone that needed to get going, and he had got – back into his rhythm a little bit more recently and started, you could see with the wins, starting certain certain guys clicking, certain things clicking, and Barry Trotz seemed to, at least before this um, this injury to Michael Dow Cole, it seemed to find his rhythm a little bit with the lineup that he wanted. But now Dow Cole out at least for the next game. We don't know when he'll be back. That injury coming down some at some point last week, Barry Trotz announcing it on Saturday, right before the game actually. Um, during his morning media availability there, which was a bit of a surprise because you had Dell Cole with, with what they called a maintenance day. Barry Trotz didn't really seem to be too concerned at that point. Mm-hmm. But if that injury keeps him out a little longer, I do, I'm do. i curious to see if it impacts anything else with the Islanders trade deadline decisions or moves. And I, I do agree with Tony, similar to what happened with Andy Green. I think the Islanders and, and Lou Lamarill understand where their needs are right now. And yeah. I think if a trade's going to happen, if a move's going to happen, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen sooner rather than later. Obviously, Taylor Hall, we've talked about it. Not the guy that I would I'll go after. I think we're kind of in agreement there. Not at the top of the list. Kyle Palmieri seems to be the, the number one target, at least in our minds, is mm-hmm. where the Islanders are going to go. Sure. I know that a lot of people have talked about Forsberg and Nashville. I just don't think that's a realistic possibility. We talked about it a little bit last week in the mm-hmm. sense that he has a lot of term left on his contract, and he has a big cap hit that impacts the Islanders and would require them to make some significant moves to clear out that cap space. And uh, I, I think the same thing goes for Nick Felino, who was also mentioned in our, our chat. I think that mm-hmm. and we he also comes week. here, yeah, comes with term. And I don't necessarily know if that's an, if there's enough room or enough wiggle room that the Islanders could do. Um, because you not, sure Felino has term? I think he does. You sure I'm he does? Look it up real quick I think he might be unrestricted this summer, and I think that's why he's a guy that makes sense. I mean, not only for that reason, but. I feel like he can play, you know, I said it last week, kind of a similar game to Anders Lee. Uh, he's got the leadership and all that, captain. Hit my headphones. <laughs> you did. I was going to let that go, but. but oh, no. Here, here, well, here's the thing. He comes, he comes with a $5.5 million cap hit, and he's got, he's, got a, an, an, uh, he's got a no-move clause. If, if and, he, but then again, this is a, you're right. So he, he, this is the last year of a contract. But again, he has to waive a no-move clause, and if he wants to go to the I don't think he'll have Island. a problem going to the Islanders. It would be more if he wanted to stay in Columbus, but I don't think he'd have a problem going to the Isles right now. That that problem, thankfully, has uh, has has gone to the past now for the Isles. They are they are a destination team now. Feels good to say it. <laughs> Feels good to say it. It is it is a new era on Long Island. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, again, it, it always kind of surprised. There are markets that have surprised me that the players don't want to go to I, I, for off ice reasons. It surprises me. Arizona. I never understood why players kind of resisted going to Arizona because that's a phenomenal city. I, I think it's just become, because of all the instability. Yeah, no, had. and that's the thing. But yeah. if you're speaking strictly from a lifestyle perspective, I mean, God, Arizona, you, you look at the lifestyle you're able to have there, you get a beautiful house. And sure. if you're in your early 20s and single, I mean, two, it's a college town. With warm weather. Warm weather, a lot of If you're a, a golfer, I believe they have some nice golf, yeah. golf courses out there. Although, I, I mean, I don't know how you could play golf. They melt under the sun, but to each their own. It's a dry heat, apparently. <laughs> it's a dry heat. That's right. Just That's like Vegas. I, I don't understand. Just I never like understood Vegas. that. It's a dry heat. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's still a million degrees out. But sure, it's dry. It's dry. It's dry. 
Yeah. Long Island too, but Long Island fits that bill. I understand that a lot of teams come in, they don't they never left the the Marriott basically, but uh, you know, I think it was more than that. Well, it, was it the, wasn't just But that. I'm talking lifestyle perspective. Well, it's a good lifestyle yeah. here, you know, but I think people kind of I think part of it was that was being used as cover for I don't want to be part of that. Oh, it was show. a train wreck. I don't want to be train. part of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. like what someone's looking at when they look at Buffalo. Now. I, I still am yeah. shocked. Again, we continue to get Buffalo into the conversation. Uh-huh. But I, I'm still shocked on a, almost a daily basis that Taylor Hall signed there and thought that was a great idea for his career. Well, I, you look at the – I don't know. No more Buffalo. <laughs> no more Buffalo. We'll just see what happens with Taylor Hall. But but so Felino, Felino sure. I, I don't necessarily know if that the fits – I don't necessarily know if that if that comes to fruition with the Islanders. Again, I think Palmieri is the most likely target of the names yeah, that we I keep so. mentioning. But uh, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep on Felino if they can go out and they can make a deal that works for for both sides and they can bring him in. I, I think he fits that criteria that we're talking about. Yeah, and look, because there's so many options, because like Tony said, it's a buyer's market, they'll probably come away with someone. It's just a matter of if it's going to be the right guy, the right fit, and whether they're really going to help out. You know, I, yeah, and that's at the end of the day. I, I think that's the biggest thing. I, that's going to be the biggest thing, and we shall see because there are certainly um, still some time before the trade deadline. It's moving pretty quickly, but the Islanders have to make a move, and I think you'll see you'll see especially the urgency level increase as we go through some of these these games again. Again with Pittsburgh, Washington, tomorrow, Philly, Thursday, yeah. Saturday. So it, it is certainly going to be something that everyone's watching. It's the Islanders for the first time in a long time, are a team on the move at this point because they need to make an acquisition to help their, their playoff chances and help their make sure that that run into the playoffs is not short-lived. For sure. And I'm going to remind everybody that R.J. Daniels is the place to be to watch Islander games this season. While I do that, you want to check to see if we've got any questions from the viewers in the chat? I can do that. Excellent. So, folks, if you're looking for a place to watch the Islander games, if you can't get to the game, R.J. Daniels in Rockville Center is the place to be. Uh, they're going to have specials every night of every game. $5, 16-ounce Barn Rocker Ales, $14 Bud Light Pitchers, $17 Domestic Buckets, $4 Domestic Bottles or Pints. And they always have food specials, so head on down to 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center and they will have the sound on. They got plenty of TVs. The staff is great. A lot of nice people out there. Boy Mikey does a great job. He will more than likely be there helping you out, slinging drinks there for you. So once again, RJ Daniels is the place to watch Islander hockey if you can't get to the Coliseum. Christian, what do you got for me? Uh, and Jeremy thirteen had asked about: Do we think that the move is made sooner or closer to the deadline? We kind of just answered that. Mm. Uh, he had heard Ken Morrow was in Arizona. I can't speak to the truth or the validity. No, of I that. believe I know. I believe that's true. Uh, I forgot who put it out there, but a reputable source did say that he was uh, a member of the, I suppose, the scouting staff. I suppose that you know ends up in arenas and what <laughs> on a nightly of, basis. What do we think of Garland? I, I said it before. Yeah, that's I mean, a, we kind of addressed that's that, a yeah. name that I like. It's a name that I like. But again, he, I feel like once you start talking about a cost controlled or a guy, you know, a guy who is still going to be RFA status. I don't, I, look, I don't know how many years he has left in his contract, but he's going to be a controllable asset. He's a younger guy. He's got a lot of potential. He's putting points up over there in Arizona. So I think he's a guy. Sure, I'd love to see a guy like him on the New York Islanders. But again, that's when you get into that 
that category of having to give up a little extra. Now, whether look, I'm not going to be the one to tell you what that guy's value is, whether it's a first rounder, uh, you know, an A level prospect in the second round, or whatever the case may be. But you know, you're probably going to have to give up more to get a guy like him. Are the Islanders going to be willing to do it? Possibly. I mean, I've already said it on the show. We, we said it with uh, with Andy last week. I say give up whatever you have to give up to get the guy you think that's going to put your team over the top. Now, I leave it up to Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz to decide who that's going to be. But if they got to give up a first-rounder, throw in a second-rounder, too, to get somebody who may not even be on the radar, folks. Lou Lamarillo might pull some, some kind of magic out of a hat where we're not even talking about a guy who we didn't know was available. And all of a sudden, he brings in a huge asset here to help this team out. It's, it's always possible. But I am fully on board to give up whatever you got to give up. Of course, within reason. You're not just going to sell the whole team away. But... Do what you have to do. I said it before. This team can win the Stanley Cup this year. It is very much a realistic possibility. Let's go for it. Someone else asked about the possibility of Nick Felino, which we kind of just addressed, yes. so we can continue on. What else you got for Excuse me, buddy? Me, I'm trying to get through. Careful there. Uh, there's a lot of chatter about Taylor Hall and some debate. Definitely covered that. And I oh someone asked Mellormania twenty two should we try to get Broussard back? Broussard's been a name that I know he was he's been mentioned. I I don't necessarily know if what that does to be honest. It doesn't make you any better or worse than 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 you are right now. Right. I mean, you have look. It's, it's a depth move, but is he's, it a, is it he's, a necessary depth? Move? He's going to be one of those guys that are going to rotate in and out with. Kiefer Bellows, Michael Dalcol, if he comes back healthy, Leo Komarov. He, I mean, he's kind of just he would be a depth guy. But, and, but, but but what does that do? I, I mean, I get it. It's a depth. No, it's I'm, a depth I'm addition. Just, right. But if you, if you're if you're talking about where the Islanders are now, you're not rolling Oliver Wallstrom out of the lineup at this point. I think he's kind of solidified a little bit his mark of where he's going to be. Do you take away the opportunity from Kiefer Bellows to get back into the lineup at this point? I, I don't know if that's if that's the right move. Um, and after that, obviously it's kind of a crapshoot. Ross Johnson is, is in the mix there. Leo Komarov, who I know everyone doesn't like, but, um, (laughs) does certain things that, that work out well for the Islanders. But I don't, I don't know what, what bringing Broussard, bringing Broussard back in really does. It's literally just another option. I'm with you. It, it may be a little bit redundant. People have noted the fact that he's had some success with Pajot. And you know what? Broussard did step it up in the playoffs. He had a good playoffs last year. If that's a guy they think that can help out. Whether it's on the ice or in the locker room, I mean, sure. Th- throw a fifth-round pick to Arizona if you have to for, to bring him in. I don't, you know, obviously that's not the the number one priority, right? He, Lou might look to fill out some depth, whether it's at the forwards, whether it's on D. So am I opposed to bringing a Broussard? No. Do I do I, I feel like they need to? No. No, no I don't. All right. Um, Joe McGrath asks, uh, assuming the top four teams in the East are the Isles, Caps, Bruins, and the Penguinis. Penguinis. I, I added that. Okay. That's my own editorial spin on it. Who would you want to face in the first round, Sean? Well, I guess, I don't know. I mean, look, I guess most people are like, well, the Bruins and not the Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> right? And you know what? You look at the Caps, too. They haven't beat them yet either. Honestly, the playoffs are a different animal. I'm pretty sure we've said it here on this show the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. talking about these teams. You can beat it. You can be 5-0 and against a team in the regular season. You can sweep the season series right. against a team, and they can still smack you around in the playoffs. Yeah. It all changes then, So, and it goes both ways. So I don't, I don't think that the Islanders are an automatic, you know, pushed into the second round if they end up playing Boston. Right. And while I certainly don't think 
there's anything to tremble over if they play the Caps or the Penguins. All three of those teams, in my mind, are beatable. So, I mean, if, if gun to my head, if I had to pick one of these teams to play in the first round, you know what? Funny enough, the Penguins. Wow. The Penguins. This is going to be one of those locker room uh, signs that the Penguins make for the playoffs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I yeah. picked the Penguins. Yeah, tomorrow. Dash, Sydney, dash Sean Cuthbert. Sidney Crosby now. is going to slap it on the whiteboard. <laughs> Sean Cuthberg of Hockey Night on Long Island <laughs> said that he wants to play the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first round. Uh, yeah, that's going to be the motivation they need. So I just ruined it for everybody, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you have it. I'm going to be the demise of the Islanders in the first round against the Pens. Yeah, give me the Pens. I, despite the results in the regular season, I I don't think they're as good as they've shown. And you know, as Tony noted, they've been able to bring guys in and plug them in with these injuries that they've had. Right. And credit to them, Sullivan is a good coach. Ultimately, I think the Islanders win a, a seven game series against those guys. The bottom line is they're going to have to play two of those three teams most likely. To get through to the to the big games, when we start talking about playing the Tampa Bay Lightning in the conference finals, and and then of course the Toronto Maple Leafs in the finals, like uh, like I'm dreaming about. But give me the Pens, give me the Pens in the first round. Sure, I'll go with that. All right, last question, Andrummy thirteen. How about J T. Miller of Vancouver? Someone asked also asked about Ryan Getzloff, but I I feel like that's I don't really want to. That's a crazy. I feel like that's a terrible idea bringing Ryan Getzloff. Why is that? Why is that? Well, a he's a center. Okay, yeah, really, it doesn't fit the the bill what the Islanders need. And two, uh, you know, I feel like he's kind of over the hill at this point of what he's capable of doing and and the role he play. I get it. He he'd have that veteran leadership experience. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, but. I think in fairness you can draw a, a comparison. To, look, we talked about Dustin Brown as a, as an option, so why not Ryan Getzloff? Right, very similar age leadership. So. You know, maybe maybe not insult our, our listeners and call it a terrible. No, idea. I, I'm. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't. I, you know, I'm being honest here. This is this is. What I'm, I'm not insulting someone because We're I don't. Very sorry. I don't agree with their opinion. <laughs> it was just a question. It, it may not even have been an, an opinion or, or encouraging. Them yeah, I, they were just asking. That's a okay. I just want to make you feel bad. Well, I don't feel bad. Okay, good, good. Stick with it. I like it. Stay strong. JT Miller. JT Miller. I don't know his contract status. What's what's going he on has with that term, guy? Though. He has, he he has term, though. He has term. I don't know how much term, but he does. He's a good hockey player, and Vancouver's stinking up the joint up there in the Canadian division, I believe, the last time I checked. So I suppose he might be available. He Isn't he another center, too, though? I he's mean, a, he's a winger. Oh, he is. Okay. Fair enough. My mistake. Sorry, I was looking for his uh, cap friendly. Okay. Yeah, so if he's got term, look, he's a good hockey player. So I hear that name, and I'm not opposed. You know, again, there's options. There's so many options. I, I'd be very surprised if Lou doesn't come away with something. JT Miller, by the way, has uh, two years left at five point two million dollars. That's including. That's not including this year. That's the. That's a healthy amount of money. And could I trouble you to bring up a stat line? Can I, I think I you? can do that. Yeah. But Let's just is, see what kind of numbers he's putting up. It is trouble. <laughs> five point two mil two years after this season. Yes. Okay, so that's a commitment. And JT Miller this year in 34 games has nine goals, 20 assists for 29 points. Okay, that's very good. And he's 28, so, I mean, he's pretty much like just beyond that UFA age that typically ends up around 27. So you still get a decent amount. Look, those those two years remaining on his contract are going to be two good years. Right. So there's Theory a lot to like there. He's put, Yeah, he's putting up good points, so, I mean, why not? But again... For a guy like that, you're going to have to give up a lot. And well, also, that's a deal that since he's coming from north of the border, 
uh, you have to think point. about the logistical issues that Very would come point. along with a trade for JT Miller. And I think that's something that really kind of hinders those Canadian teams because what are you going to do if you're the Islanders? You, this is a deal you'd have to make literally right now. Um, I uh, thought you were about to go Hulkamania on us for a second. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, brother? <laughs> what are you going to do, Hulkamania <laughs> runs wild on you. Well, See, I know what you're, I know what you've you're seen the video, right? That pretty much gets posted now after after every Islander win on Twitter. Somebody like ends up retweeting it. No, no, it's some dude in the Islander concourse. He's interviewed by I don't even know what I don't know publication, what broadcasting people it is but he's being interviewed and he just he does the he does the hulkamania right there i think it might i think the i think what you're i think what the video is uh, and i'm sure someone will correct me when i'm wrong. joe in all caps that video is legendary so it's picked up a lot of steam i believe i believe it's when the islanders had to be from the 2015 season when the islanders were getting ready to move to brooklyn and barclays center sent their film crew all the time to Nassau Coliseum. They, they cut all those those videos uh, okay. and promos and all everything. Right. And I believe that's um, a video that was done with the Barclay Center uh, film crew that had gone there to shoot some some videos. So I believe that's where the origins of that video are. But I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking about the video of Devin dancing to the. Uh, well, that's another one. To the uh, Islanders <laughs> victory song in the background. Yeah, you see that one going around too. The guy's got some moves. I'll give it to him. Sure. And if you look into the background, there's everybody's dancing. It's a fun video. Yeah, it's no, fun. it's a fun video. Hey, whatever, whatever keeps the good times rolling in Island the country. Whatever makes you happy. Just like, just like the Josh Bailey song. I think it sucks, but everybody loves it. So keep singing it. Have fun. You think the Josh Bailey song sucks? I'm not a fan. Uh, well, not a fan. Well, never. I've said it. I've said it on the show before. Probably when Tony was was sitting in your chair. But, but yeah. Just, just hasn't been my thing. All right, totally fair. Thanks, you're, uh, you're allowed to have your opinion, just like you on on guest left, and <laughs> whether your opinion is <laughs> we wrong. respect each other. Whether your opinion is wrong or stupid, this is your opinion. I'm glad that you would recognize to... that yours could be wrong or stupid. Oh no, my, I'm sure my opinions are terrible. I'm sure they're all wrong and stupid. Love the Bailey song. I'm offended, Sean. Yeah, yeah. I you should that be. Was you should be. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm happy that you guys love it. I want you guys to enjoy it. I'm not saying don't play it anymore, but you know, it's uh, it's just not for me. And I'm going to stick with that. But folks, I think I think we're good here. I think we can I think we can roll out. Hitting that button there. So, folks, as always, I want to thank you all for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey night NY watching us here at Hockey Night New York. And of course, listening across all your favorite podcast platforms. A huge thanks to Tony Stabile, former co-host of Hockey Night New York, joining us, reminiscing, bringing him back on. Always fun to have him. And, of course, a huge, huge thanks to our sponsors, Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great service, and fantastic people. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com for their great selections and hockey-themed heroes. Also, a huge thanks to our great sponsors, Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at thaitechnology.com for all your telecom needs, or give them a call at 516-856-7800 for three free months of service. And again, listeners, if you haven't checked out twitch.tv yet, give us a chance. A lot of fun here. Chiming in with the chat room, having a lot of fun with all our great viewers here at twitch.tv slash hockey night new york 
If you enjoy the show, rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends, spread the word. Follow Christian at C underscore Arnold zero one. Follow myself at Shawnee Hockey on Twitter, and follow the show across all social media platforms at Hockey Night and Why. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I believe we're switching up next week. We'll probably be doing Monday because of the holiday. We'll keep you guys posted. Check social media for that. And I think that's it, folks. So. My name is Sean Cuthbert for Christian Arnold. We've been Hockey Night in New York. Have a great rest of your Sunday night. See you next week. Bye. See you later.